Welcome to Week 15 Podcast. Here, fantasy football season is now. We aren't just trying to make the playoffs. We're here to win them. Tyler, welcome back. Welcome back to all of our Week 15 Podcast listeners out there. Another episode coming at you. Excited for it. Tyler, tell me about some wins going on in your life right now. Let's hear some wins. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we are done recording this, I am taking off to Tennessee with the family. My wife is finally done with her principal work at school, so she's home now. And that's going to be a big win for us, getting some family time down in Tennessee. Nice. How about you? Uh, we had another big show this past weekend in Fishers, Indiana, the Midwest Monster, and it was awesome. A lot of good people, a lot of good conversations. Um, you know, business went well. Uh, it's always good to have some of those shows where you just walk away feeling overall positive. Sales went okay. Buying went really well, but the relationship side was like A+. plus. So just a good feeling coming in this week. A lot of work to do to process all those new purchases, new pickups. Um, get them up on our eBay store. eBay store is Brothers and Cards 1594. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's been fun. We've already posted like all of our pickups in our Facebook group and getting some movement there already. So oh, good weekend for Brothers and Cards. For sure. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I Studios is a podcasting brand founded by my wife and I. We plan on launching multiple podcasts this year, each with the intention of promoting positivity and critical thinking. This brand will cover over each podcast. We will have one YouTube channel, So Will I Studios. There will also be one Instagram account that links to all of the others. Follow us on Instagram at so.will.i.studios. We are so excited for this new journey. We can't wait to share with you. All right, guys. So topic number one for today's show, we are going to be talking about the uh, fantasy playoffs for wide receivers. Um, again, if you listened last week, you know Johnny and I took different approaches um, to this topic. Um, we're going to start out with our number five, but before we do that, um, Johnny kind of walk me through how you came up with your list. Yeah. You know, last week, um, for quarterbacks, I looked at, you know, who I believed you just, you know, the overall best quarterbacks in the league guys that are top of my list anyways. Um, even when we don't consider week 15, week 16, week 17, who's already going to be on your roster, the guys, yeah, the guys I'm already considering drafting. And then I kind of ranked them based on their schedule. But like I said, I, I cut off like the bottom half of, of the quarterbacks. Um, and so then with my receivers, what I basically did, not quite exactly, but um, I picked their receivers, their number one guys. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a lot of our receivers are on this list because their quarterbacks have awesome matchups. And therefore, I expect them to be uh, very productive during those weeks. What about you? How did you, how did you come up with your list? Yeah, so I took their schedule and I looked at how the defenses that they are playing, um, how they performed last year. So did they give up a lot of yards? Did they give up a lot of touchdowns? Did they give up a lot of both? Um, and if they gave up a lot of yards, that was worth one point. If they gave up a lot of touchdowns, that was worth another point. If they gave up both, that was worth two. So mine is on a six-point scale, and we will get into that once we start our list. So Right on. You want to give me your number five? Yes, sir. My number five receiver is CeeDee Lamb. Catching balls from Dak Prescott. That was uh, one of my top quarterbacks from last week, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think he was like six, maybe seven on my list, but I liked it. It was one of those, that, like five, six, and seven were hard for me to differentiate. Um, but, you know, I think he's a guy that they game plan around. Um, they want to get him touches. 
It'll be interesting to see. My, my worry about the Cowboys this year is that Kellen Moore was much more a piece of Dak Prescott's successes than his failures. Um, and without him, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but C.D. Lamb is, is clearly emerging to me as like a guy you build your offense around. So I think that his volume is going to increase no matter who the offensive coordinator is there. And yeah, they do have Michael Gallup. And they brought in Brandon Cooks. So does that concern you at all? No, actually, it makes me feel a little bit better. Um, sometimes when you have high-volume guys, uh, defenses, you know, they scheme to make sure there's always a double team or they scheme to make sure there's, um, you know, a little bit more room for the lesser receivers and less room for the main guy. When you have a guy like Brandon Cooks who's just a veteran route runner, knows how to get open, and then Gallup who's just an aggressive receiver to go get the ball, I think when everybody's healthy, that's going to take some of the pressure off CeeDee Lamb, which is actually going to help him. Even if it's you know two or three less targets per game, I think he'll be a little bit more open on the targets he does get and, and therefore produce more yards, more catches, maybe more touchdowns. He moves around a lot on the field too. He's so constantly he'll, moving, he'll yeah. He'll see different, different defenders on him. Different levels, yeah. Uh, my number five is Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, again, I won't speak to uh, what I think about the player. I think he's extremely talented. Matchup wise, right? That's right. Where you're at. Matchup I'm, I'm, wise. The numbers have spoken, and it's Marquise at number five. Uh, he has two really, really good matchups in week 15 and week 16. Johnny, do you have that in front of you? Uh, yeah. So in Arizona, Arizona is going to play San Francisco at home in week 15. But then when you go to week 16, you got, you're at Chicago, and then you're at Philly. Yeah. Um, San Francisco gave up a lot through the air last year, mostly because they were always winning and their opponents were throwing. I believe that to be the case this year as well. Sure. I think Arizona and Kyler will have to throw a lot in that game. So give me Marquise in the playoffs, I suppose. I mean, he's wide receiver one there right now, right? Yeah, 100%. D-Hop is not going to be on either one of our lists because he doesn't have a team right now. But, I mean, dude, imagine if he goes to the Bills. Or if he goes to the Chiefs, like if he goes to the Chiefs, he might be my number one receiver um, in the league. Because I mean, right? You know, we can get to the Mahomes in a minute, but um, I kind of based my receivers off of quarterbacks. When I look at Mahomes' receivers, he has Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Rasheed Rice, who we talked about last week, Sky Moore, um, of course, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's not talking be, about tight ends. Today, yeah, though. he's getting the bulk of the you know targets. I look at those guys, and I'm like, yeah, I don't see anybody that I put on my top five list. But if he gets a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> easily. Yeah. Easily top five. All right. Uh, who is your number four? My number four is Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I really like his Week 15 and Week 17 matchup. Yeah, they're going to be playing home against Chicago and then at Atlanta. So I really like Drake London in Week 15 and Week 17. Johnny, who does he have for those weeks? So in Week 15, he's at Carolina. In Week 16, he's home against the Colts, who just lost a corner to betting on football. <laughs> and uh, and Stephon Gilmore. That's true. So that's that true. Might, that G might be a Gilly Lock is out. Like. Yeah, uh, I think we drafted a corner in the second round, but like. You never know. Yeah, those are three good matchups for Drake. Yeah, London. yeah, home against Chicago in Week 17 for the championship. I, I you know, they got a quarterback question mark there. Uh, I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter, but Taylor Heineke, he has a little magic later in the season. Um, you know, maybe Desmond Ritter gets right. I don't know, but uh, but no, I, I think you know we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, Bijan Robinson, he's the workhorse there in Atlanta. People love the box. Drake London's running one-on-one -on -one matchups. Uh, he's got, he's talented. He is. Yeah. So give me your number four. My number four is Debo Samuel. Uh, last week, 
Uh, I did not have a 49ers quarterback on my list. It was number five for me, whoever that is. Right. Um, yeah, like you said, it was Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. Um, I didn't know which one, so I didn't put anybody, but that ma- those matchups are great. Um, the 49ers play <laughs> at Arizona in Week 15. Win. Like by a mile. <laughs> um, then home against Baltimore, I believe That's to be a fine. win. And then at Washington which I believe to be a win yep. for the 49ers. And Debo's the kind of guy, he he's kind of matchup proof. Exactly. He's going to get his touches no matter exactly. what. I mean, so. how many quarterbacks did they run through last year? And here's the other thing, too. If something happens to both those guys, they have Sam Darnold at number three. Yeah, and he's been looking good. And More than capable of getting Debo the ball. Yeah. Um, they they moved Debo around so many times. This season, we're going to go into it without all the crap talk about the contract and everything, and he's just ready to play football again. They're hungry. They're a good team. I expect a lot of production out of Debo Samuel, and his, like I just mentioned, his matchups are beautiful. He came out with a quote, I think it was last week, he said, last year's never going to happen again. Like he was not, he was not happy with his performance from last year. So he's basically, which was still solid. Yeah, he's and he's <laughs> telling us fantasy managers to load up on some Debo. Yeah, if you like Debo, I also like Ayuk. Uh, yeah, no, he's, sure. He's a very, sure. very good receiver. I think well. all of the, my list wide receiver twos are to be considered. Yeah, you know, I talked about Ceedee Lamb, Gallup, Cooks, love them both. Debo, I love Ayuk. Um, yeah, my number three guy. I like the guys behind him, and my number three was Garrett Wilson. Uh, you have the offensive rookie of the year getting one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Huge quarterback upgrade. Um, huge. The the thing that you forget about the Jets is they actually have a stacked offensive line. They had some injuries that came up last year, but like a healthy offensive line for the Jets is really strong. Um, Aaron Rodgers is in control over there. That's usually works out pretty well for an offense. Um, but here's the other thing I love for Garrett Wilson, right? They have Miko Hardman. Mm-hmm. All right. Whether or not Miko Hardman has enough targets to make you worry about Garrett Wilson, like I mentioned earlier, he's going to open up Garrett Wilson. When you got to have a guy with that much speed being able to take this top off the safeties, um, it's a really big asset to have for Garrett Wilson. Uh, and then you got Alan Lazard over there too, who's going to you know probably have to earn some like garner some respect from defenses. Hundred percent. You know they have that connection. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Garrett Wilson a whole bunch this year, a whole bunch. And then when we look at their his matchups in the playoffs, he's at Miami in the nice warm weather. He's home versus Washington, and then he's at Cleveland with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. I'm not really scared about any of those matchups. Yeah, I think Lazard is a, is a sneaky fantasy pick this year. I think Wilson's going to be you know an early round guy, but with the rapport that Rodgers and Lazard have, he might be a, he might be a, a sleeper in the later rounds. So you're you're saying Lazard is wide receiver one over there? No, not okay. not not at all. Gotcha. I just I just I think he's going to garner a lot of attention. Yeah, and, no, I'm with and Lazard may benefit from that. Sure. My number three is Detroit wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, he is an awesome player. He kind of came out of so much production. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, he has t- uh, two really really good matchups in week sixteen and week seventeen. For sure. Um, and Amon Ra's already going to be on your team. He's an early round guy, um, and he has two really, really good matchups. Another guy that's kind of matchup proof, always seems to be open and does a lot when he has the ball in his hands. Johnny, you want to throw out the uh, the Lions playoff for sure schedule? Yeah, yeah they are, so they're home against Denver in the dome. They're at Minnesota in a dome. And then they're at Dallas in a dome. I mean, I think that that, that matters a lot to me. 100%. Um, especially when we're talking winter. Uh, Jared Goff is underrated. He knows how to get the ball where it needs to go. 
Amon Ra knows how to get open. So yeah. that matchup or that, that partnership has worked out so beautifully there so far. Um, like you mentioned, um, his week 16 and 17 matchup, I think at Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota has been terrible against the past for as long as Kirk's been there. I've yeah. been paying attention. Um, Dallas, they have some decent games. They have some terrible games. They're aggressive. And, and I always say this, the more season, the quarterback, the more advantage they have against aggressive defenses. Yep. Um, Jared Goff is like, yeah, cool. Trayvon Diggs, like go pick off record breaking numbers. You're not doing it against me. Yeah. I'll, I'll make you bite and I'll beat you deep. And Amon Ra is the kind of guy that can do that. You know, you flare him out of the slot where a corner has to have that matchup um, advantage. Amon Ra St. Brown, they're going to manipulate that. One thing that I've always loved and I've learned the most about Jared Goff, or I've learned the most from Jared Goff in this area is being able to use the running backs out of the backfield. Um, I remember when he had Todd Gurley, some of the manipulation, pre-snap manipulation he would have to get him out there um, was kind of not normal in the league. And uh, him and Todd Gurley had a lot of success as teams counter that with pulling corners down, pulling um, you know outside linebackers into those one-on-one matchups. It really frees up his receivers. I think Jared Goff might do more pre-snap work in terms of manipulation than than you know all, if not most, of the quarterbacks in the league, um, and that's always going to benefit slot receivers. Um, so you know, I'm on I'm on Ross St. Brown didn't make my top five, but I, it makes a lot of sense that he belongs in there. Three great matchups, in yeah. My, in my I like opinion. it. So I like it a lot. If if my number one didn't come out with six points, and we'll talk about number two in a minute being untouchable, he he might he might have been higher. Yeah, solid. Hit me with your number two. Justin Jefferson. My guy Kirk out there slinging it. Finds finds ways to get him the ball. Um, you know, they have so much. And it'll be interesting because they don't have Dalvin Cook this year. Alexander Madison is going to be fine, I think. But the Vikings do so much play action that gives Justin Jefferson time to get downfield. Yeah. And not that he needs it with <clears throat> his blazing speed. Sure. But <laughs> but uh, you know, when when you're when you're playing a game when it's your best wide receiver against safeties instead of just corners on the edge or corners across the middle um the potential for a home run is always there and i don't know how many uh you know touchdowns he had of like 40 yards or more last year but it seemed like a lot watching every game of the he's great after the catch too exactly um and so you know i I don't think that anything the vikings have done this offseason is going to limit that i love adam thielen always been an adam thielen fan it was tough to see him go but i'm not sure that his uh you know, veteranship. I don't want to call him old because he's still got some years left. But, um, you know, I think there was a step that he was losing a little bit. I could see it a little bit this year. He became more of a true possession guy instead of a, you know, elite route runner, I think. Huge red zone guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they added Jordan Addison. In the I draft. like, and we talked about him in episode one. I like Jordan Addison a lot. I think he's going to help those down the field routes get more open for Justin Jefferson. Kirk's got great matchups. Um, He's at Cincinnati. It's going to be a high-scoring game. He's at home against Detroit, which is going to be a high-scoring game. And then he's at home against Green Bay. Kirk comes to play in those games. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about his matchups, and uh, I'm excited about how much they design the game to go to him. I mean, if you have Justin Jefferson on your roster, he, he you're playing him every single week. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. But, so. you know, like when we get to comparing some of these guys, like, okay, I've got a first-round pick, and I want to use a receiver. Which ones do I use? I mean, Justin Jefferson might be your number one anyways. He might be the 101 in most of your drafts. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, he's – I. there's no reason There's no reason to not draft him. No. no. <laughs> not a single one. All right, talk to me. Who's your number two? 
Number two is the combination of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Okay. So uh, they have a really, really good playoff schedule. Um, if you don't want to take Chase super-duper early, you want to um, maybe take Mr. Robin if Jamar's Batman. You can take T. Higgins. I know I'm a T. Higgins owner. I'm uh, really happy with the production that I've gotten from him. But they have a great um, fantasy playoff schedule. And if you have one or both, you probably don't have both. That was silly. But if you have one of these guys, you're playing them anyway, and the matchups say, go ahead and give them the nod. So do you want to walk me through the Cincinnati? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mentioned Joe Burrow was my QB1 last week because of his matchups and just his overall production and what we can expect from him. Um, Jamar Chase is my number one receiver for the same reasons. They play uh, home versus Minnesota, who has a traditionally bad secondary then they play at Pittsburgh. You know, Joey B likes those bright light games uh, against rivals. And then they play at Kansas City. You know that's going to be a shootout yep. with Burrow and Mahomes and uh, all Kansas the wide City receivers. Kansas not good against the pass last year. Yeah, yeah. It's just because teams were doing it so much because they're down losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But you, right. you're going to have to throw if you want to have a chance to win. Absolutely. Well, and even like from the jump, right? Like I don't think anybody's going into Kansas City saying, oh, we're going to run the ball all game. Like, like if you can score on that first drive through the air, like you're going to keep doing it because there's no lead that's really safe against Mahomes. you got to nope. stay aggressive, and Joe Burrow knows that, Kansas, or Cincinnati knows that, and he has, I think, the best – I think I, I would probably call the Bengals the best wide receiver trio in the league. I think Tyler Boyd's underrated. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't get any spotlight when he's playing. <laughs> He'll have games with two touchdowns and four catches, and everybody's like, Jamar Chase, that's amazing. He's had 200 yards receiving. Yeah. You know? um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, like I said, Jamar Chase is my number one because of that schedule, and Joe Burrow is playing against bad defense. You know, Pittsburgh picked him off four times the first time they played him last year. Um, but uh, I think he – that was a, you know – outlier game came back and beat pittsburgh the next time yeah i don't have any problems saying joe burrow is going to dominate pittsburgh again this year and then kansas city you know are they going to get the win or not that's tough to say Mahomes is good but uh, is he going to throw the ball like 50 times most likely most likely <laughs> all right who's your number one receiver talk to me uh my number one again this is just based on historical data and what the numbers tell me Give me Christian Watson in the number one spot. He came out. He was the only wide receiver with a score of six in my ranking system. So whether you like Christian Watson or Jordan Love or not, the matchups say he might be somebody you want to roster for your fantasy playoffs. And so when he talks about matchup, he's going to play um, home against Tampa Bay, at Carolina, and then at Minnesota. Um, All of those teams were bottom 10 in in yards and uh, touchdowns against last year. That's interesting stuff, man. I mean, he's clearly wide receiver one uh, with Jordan Love coming into this season. I am not a Jordan Love believer. If the Packers are right about him, um, maybe I should be. That's yet to be seen, in my opinion. Um, you know, they do have Romeo uh, Dobbs, Dobbs um, and then they drafted Jaden Reed. Um but I still think that Watson is going to be the number one guy. Rodgers went down last year, and Watson came in mid-game, and he threw an absolute strike to Christian Watson, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Bros, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there. What if they are right about yeah. Jordan Love? Right. I mean, the pa- the Packers were a playoff team last year if they just beat the Lions in Week, <laughs> eight, week, week 18, right? right? So, what? I mean, what if they are right, and what if Jordan Love is the answer? Yeah, Christian Watson could be a league winner for you if, if that's if that's yeah. True. Well, and he's a guy too that 
You're not drafting him in the first or second round. No. And, and so when, you know, you've got, let's say you go running back, running back, or running back quarterback, and, you know, maybe the top 10, maybe the top 15 wide receivers are off the board and you're comparing guys, you know, that matters. That matters. And we'll get into, you know, ADP and draft strategy coming up next week, teaser. Um, but Christian Watson might be a guy I'm looking for because if, if the Packers are right about Jordan Love, he might be a steal. Right. I, I, I've, I need to see a lot more to be convinced, but. Yeah, there you go. Our, our top wide receivers. This podcast is sponsored by Brothers and Cards. We are a sports cards company committed to glorifying God and loving others through the sports cards hobby. Whether you're trying to rip packs, join breaks, or add to your collection, we got you covered. Go follow us on Instagram at Brothers and Cards and check out our subscription box at brothersandcards.com. Topic number two, we are going to go over the our top five running backs for your fantasy playoffs. Um, there's a lot of parity in this, yep. uh, so our, our research... We intentionally do not communicate about our lists until we get here to record, and then it's funny to see how we strategize differently, but this one we're pretty much right on. Yeah. Number five for me was B. John Robinson. Uh, three, uh, I'm sorry, two good matchups, one really great matchup. If you make it to your fantasy championship, it is a great matchup with... He's going to start at Carolina for week 15, then he's home against Indy, and then he's home against the Bears. So I, I, have, I have stated I really like Carolina's defense, so if you have a bye, you know, that's, that's really good because then you get yeah, the Colts and the for Bears. Sure. If you have a bye, Bijan might be number one for me or up there. Because I, I think he's going to absolutely run through. Chicago was second in most yards given up last year on the ground. Yeah. Um, Indy, I watch all the Colts games. They can't stop anybody. Rough. <laughs> How about you? Who's your number five? My number five, I, I had Bijan number six. Okay. Um, uh, and then my number five was Josh Jacobs. He's going to play at home against the Chargers, who were fifth in yards given up last year. Then they're going to go play at Kansas City, which you know I don't expect a whole lot of um, you know run game strategy there. But I will say I don't know if they have a real shining bright passing strategy either. Um, Devontae Adams. Th- that's about it, though. Then you got Jimmy G probably being Maybe. quarterback there. They they might be getting rid of him. <sighs> you know I I just doubt that severely. But you know that's the rumor. Um, but you know, when you're playing against a deep, a, a, a deep, when you're playing against an offense, you're like, well, we know they're going to have to throw. We know they have this one elite receiver and everybody else is kind of just like, man, then that makes it really hard for that elite receiver yeah. to produce. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it, Josh Jacobs, uh, going against Kansas city at Kansas city. There always, always potential for bad weather there. Um, I don't hate the matchup against Kansas City with Josh Jacobs like I would most running backs. And then for your fantasy championship, he's going to Indy, probably playing inside against a pretty rough Colts defense. Um, And, yeah, I like Josh Jacobs, number five for me. Yep, my number four is uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, He has a really, really good week 15 matchup. At Seattle. Yeah, that's a – Seattle was third in yards given up. Yeah, and they were bottom 10 in touchdowns against – and then two uh, good matchups in week 16 and 17. Yeah, yeah they play at home against the Giants in week 16. They were sixth in yards given up to running backs. Um, and then they play uh, <laughs> at home against Arizona, who we've mentioned many times. Yeah, and Arizona was decent against the run last year. Um, but 
you know, the Eagles do use sort of a running back by committee, but I do think Swift will be the lead guy. And then what you always have to worry about with Jalen Hurts is him, you know, taking the touchdowns in the red zone. Um, but if you have DeAndre Swift, you're probably playing him anyway. But this is our vote of confidence saying, yeah, you should start him. Yeah, and I, I like DeAndre Swift out of the backfield too. Like he he catches he's probably the best receiving running back Philadelphia has. That was kind of one of his specialties um in Detroit. Uh and then you also gotta remember I'm looking at these three games. Seattle, New York Giants, Arizona Cardinals. I feel like Philadelphia is significantly better than all three of those teams. Especially you get to the fourth quarter, you can expect more runs than passes, at least as it looks right now here in June. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I like DeAndre Swift a lot. I actually had him as my third running back. Number, no, that's your number three. Yep. So, <clears throat> my number three, um, when I made this list, I still had a question mark as to who this guy was going to be. Um, but now we can say for certain that it is Alexander Madison. I was picking up Alexander Madison cards this weekend yeah. at the show. I, 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 I have some already. I don't blame you yeah. a bit. Uh, uh, in he, fact, I have Alexander Madison in both of our leagues or just one of them. I can't that, remember. I, I meant to look. I don't know. I've always been an Alexander Madison fan. But, you know, Cook has been a guy historically who goes down to injury. He did play 17 games last year, but the Vikings still used Madison. Um, For sure. And when Cook went down, he was always, right in. always a guy who right went straight yeah. to your waiver wire. Oh, my gosh, please let Alexander Madison be there. Now he gets a chance to be the lead guy. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a huge fan of Alexander Madison. Uh, as soon as they were talking about releasing Dalvin Cook, I was kind of like, why wouldn't they? Why, why wouldn't they release him? If he wants to ask for the moon on a contract, why would they? You know? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. Uh, I don't have him on my top five list, but, you know, I look at all those games that the Vikings are going to play in 15, 16, 17, and I think throw, 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 throw. Um, that being said, Kevin O'Connell is kind of a mastermind. Also, I mentioned earlier how well the Vikings use the play-action game. You can't use the play-action game well if you don't run a little bit. So, yeah. Do you want to give me their schedule real quick? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota is going to play at Cincinnati, then at home against Detroit, and at home against Green Bay. Uh, so I think those last two games are, are specifically games um, the Vikings should plan on winning. They have bad pass defenses, so I know Kirk's going to be launching it. But uh, you know, as the game goes on and as that lead grows. The run game is going to be the priority, and Alexander Madison is the head of that. Um, I'm interested to see who they bring in to be his backup. Um, I have a, a, a theory, so a hot take, I guess. I think we might see Zeke in Minnesota for too long. Um, he's still unsigned. Every day that goes by is another day that they, whoever going to sign him is going to lose um, of his preparation in their system. Um, Dalvin Cook was a domino to fall. I think they're going to get somebody quickly, and I think that – uh, Ezekiel Elliott might be one of the best available. I, I'm hoping they're not going to go for Leonard Fournette or guys like him. It is currently Ty Chandler. Yeah, backup guy. Yeah. 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 Um, we kind of jumped into number three there because Tyler's number four was Swift. My number three was Swift. My number four is Najee Harris um, for kind of the same reasons I've liked some of these other guys. He's going to play at home against Indy. Then he's going to go play – or I'm sorry, he plays at Indy, and then he plays at home against Cincinnati, and then he plays at Seattle. Um, I've watched enough Colts games to know that stopping the run isn't a strong suit, um, especially when they have as many weapons as they do. And then uh, playing at Cincinnati, Cincinnati was third in yards given up. The thing about Najee, too, is he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Very versatile guy. If he can stay healthy, um, the production is usually pretty high. Once they get right, year two in Kenny Pickett is going to be a jump, I believe. 
Um, I have a lot of faith in the Steelers, not just this year, but moving forward. So my dynasty and sleeper leagues out there or in keeper leagues out there. Um, I think Najee is a, a huge play long-term, but this year I do have him as my number four. Um, he was number seven on my list. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Really good. Also owned by your boy here in our league. You're welcome. <laughs> I got him from you, didn't yeah. I? Did I trade you Swift to get him? I don't, I don't remember the details. Like yeah. No, All right, it, was Tyree, it, was, it was Tyreek Hill. That's right. Tyreek Hill. Right. On an expiring contract. So yep. well Didn't done. Well done on your part. Um number two, number two. Number two, we're the same. Yep. Nick Chubb. Yep. I have Nick Chubb on the same team. I have Alexander Madison on. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh his schedule, beautiful. He's gonna play in week fifteen against Chicago at home. Uh, we've talked about how bad Chicago's run defense is. He could win you that week. Yeah, that's Nick Chubb is going to have big production in the first round of your fantasy football playoffs. And they just, I mean, they, they're they not bringing Kareem Hunt back. Is that a fact? That's a fact. Okay, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, he's the bell cow. Um, and then they're going to play at Houston the week after that. And then they're going to play at home against the Jets for your fantasy championship. And the Jets do have a very, very good defense. That's true. So that's that true. is not a very good fantasy championship matchup there. It's true, but but those first two weeks, man, 15, those, are, 16, those are juicy. Like let let Chubb get you to the championship, and then see where the cards fall there. Um, but yeah, no, Nick Chubb, number two. We we talked about that one as soon as like I was like, who's your best running back? He told top, me he's number top one. Two were the same, and then he told me he's number two. I was like, that makes sense. So you want to talk about number one? Number one is the King Henry himself. No doubt. Obviously, he is aging, getting a little bit older. Two years ago, had some dur- durability problems. But he's the Yeti man. If he's if you yeah. if you have him, you're playing him. And I am somebody who has him, so I will will be playing him. I plan on riding those wheels until they fall off, and then I'll just figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I have um, him in your dad's league yep. with Najee Harris, so yep. I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just when you look at the matchup, Houston gave up the most rushing yards than any other team. They gave up more rushing yards than any other team in the league. Derrick Henry's going to play that team twice. Yeah. He's going to play him twice. Um, in week 15, he's at home against Houston. Then in week 16, he goes to Seattle. Who or he? It's a home against Seattle. And they were third in yards given up. And then he plays Houston again. Um, you know, easily the best matchup for any running back. He in the was league. the only running back on my list with a six out of six. I mean, it, it is just like made fantasy football play. Like Derrick Henry, for this reason alone, needs to be considered as the number one pick in every single draft, I believe. Because he's, he's the best running back in the league anyways. And then the fact that he's got the greatest cakewalk for the playoff schedule. Hot take, Derrick Henry. If he's not picked number one, that's a mistake. If you have the number one pick, take Derrick Henry. Number one overall? Number one overall. No. Talk to me. We'll get into it next week. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little draft strategy, maybe uh, have a little mock draft action next week. We'll yeah, see. Be a lot of fun. spoiler. Is that too much of a spoiler? But uh, Derek- we're having a mock draft next week. <laughs> we're gonna have our first guest on the show. We're gonna have a mock draft. It's gonna be a good live. Time. We're gonna talk to you about draft strategy, different things you can do. We're gonna talk about ADP, tier based drafting. It's gonna be so much fun. I really hope you guys come back. He knows more about that crap than I do. I just do what he tells me and, <laughs> and think about the guys I want to pick. <laughs> but yeah, Derrick Henry, my number one overall pick. That is blazing hot. Yeah, let it, let it be said. Who's your number one overall pick? Justin Jefferson. Okay. Why does he? I mean, I get it. I just I just think that there's a wide gap. Between. He can be your RB one overall. All right. The one on one man. Yeah, dog. Derrick Henry. Yeah, but I need the contract that he stays healthy all year, too. No, you can't have it. You can't have it. (laughs) 
fact, fun, 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 fun fact, fun fact, fun, fun fact, fun facts, fun facts. My fun fact is that I taught fourth grade for five years. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> My fun fact is that I used to work at a tomato processing plant. My part of the factory was the ketchup packets. So when COVID hit, we were very, very busy because, as you know, they weren't passing out bottles and everybody right. needed the packets. And that's what I was in charge of. And it was a, it was a great job. Shout out to Red Gold, uh, great company. Unfortunately, I left because I wanted to pursue my dream of being a teacher. But, yeah, I used to work in a ketchup factory. It was almost the exact same time that I got out of teaching that he started getting in. <laughs> I didn't learn from your mistake. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Again, I want to give a shout-out to Cross America. Just absolutely amazing facilities here. They've been so kind to us. Um, it's been fun partnering up with them with Soli Studios. Um, so thankful that they've been you know, open to our ideas and that they've been such great hosts. Um, if you're in Kokomo, get in here sometime. They have a great coffee shop, Dowling Thomas. I actually have a meeting um, with FCA leader Kyle Condon today. We're going to be eating lunch here at Cross America. Um, so yeah, my wife and I, we come in here every Wednesday, we smack some breakfast, drink some coffee, and we usually smack some lunch here before we leave. Um, big fan of Doubting Thomas and the little, little cafe down there, but also the workspace here, the environment, the positivity that's just flowing everywhere. Um, love this place. It's become one of our favorite places. Cross America. Thank you.